Alright, alright, alright. Hello, 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 my wisdom is out there. How are we? <sighs> Welcome to the Steve Shields radio show on wisdom. Right now, I'm all the way in Sydney, Australia. <sighs> Having my morning coffee. I uh, just got up and uh, I uh, am live on Wisdom. I felt called to do my uh, podcast today. You know, it is Wednesday, the 23rd of March, 2022 at the moment. And it is raining outside for some reason. Yeah, raining. Don't know why it's raining. I mean, we had a lot of floods going on and now it's raining again. Well, yesterday I was able to get my washing done. So I did that, which is good. Right now it's 19 degrees Celsius, precipitation 6%, humidity 94%, wind 8 kilometers an hour, top of 26 degrees Celsius, uh, low of 17 degrees Celsius, rain predicted, uh, slightly sunny with a bit of cloud predicting, 67 uh, degrees Fahrenheit, precipitation 6%, humidity 94% wind, 5 miles per hour. Rain predicted 78 degrees Celsius, a low of 63, uh, 78 degrees Fahrenheit, and a low of 63 degrees Fahrenheit at the moment for my US audience as well. But uh, yeah, I, I, I felt called to. Uh, host room today on uh, wisdom uh, about the uh, topic of you know uh, manifestation and uh, you know affirmations you know I guess powering your subconscious mind for the future of success is important, uh, especially during hard times. Hard times is what we, uh, you know, are going through at the moment, is hard times. But uh, I suppose, you know, however we can look at life, you know, during this time, I mean, affirmations have definitely helped me a lot. Uh, You know, Insight Timer especially has helped me a lot so much uh, to the point that I really felt, you know, like my mind is just very inspired, 
I feel much much uh, much better as well. You know, in these these troubling times as well. And you know, I suppose that uh, you know affirmations are definitely worth uh, powering your subconscious mind. Whether it's in business, you know, we go through down uh, downsides in business, especially economic at the moment with the pandemic. I've noticed yesterday I was walking in the shops uh, and there was a retail store uh, across uh, from Woolworths, which is a, co a, a corporation. Anyway, they're, they're closing two days a week because of staff shortage. It's like, Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on? You know, I mean, these are hard times. I mean, try to uh, support your small businesses as much as you can as well. I'd rather shop at a small business, uh, a small takeaway shop, than give my money to McDonald's or KFC or Red Rooster, Burger King, whatever you call it. Because I just feel better. Like, the food's better at my small takeaway shop. And, you know, lots of small businesses are going on hard times. I want to know your thoughts on uh, how you use uh, affirmations in your personal life, your spiritual life as well. And if you are going through hard times, I can see we've got a guest waiting as well. Let's see... Here we go. Hello. What's going on, man? I haven't spoken with you in quite some time. I know. How are you, Malcolm? I'm doing pretty decent. I can't complain. Um, <laughs> we chose a pretty ideal time to host this kind of a discussion. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to bring an audience. Uh, Dio, the uh, creator of the platform, is having a very exclusive interview with someone, so I can actually say things without uh, ramifications. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, I'm having fun here. Um, I haven't spoken with you, so I, I do want to briefly catch up before we delve into today's topic. Um, how have you been? How have things been? How's life been? Yeah, there's been floods in uh, New South Wales, Australia. A lot of pol pol politics behind it because they can't decide if they want to send the Australian Defence Force to clean up the floods or volunteer. I'm a volunteer firefighter. Or the SES State Emergency Services. Oh, nice. Uh, there's been a, a politician from the Labor Party that who's passed away of suspected bullying, and they play politics with it. Uh, the opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, for the Labor government. So that's what's been going on in, in Australian politics mm -hmm. as well. As you know, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, yes. For me. I've uh, yeah had a lot on had a lot going on just trying to get good sleep uh, doing a 21 day affirmation challenge with Bob Baker on Insight Timer and you know 
to start my day of affirmations. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, that good energy. See, these affirma affirmations, I feel as though they're underutilized. Mm -hmm. I feel as though when you put positive words into the context of your everyday verbiage, your language, and everything that you say, you manifest mm -hmm. positive results, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are you being? Because I know you're, you're into finances. I know the stock market's gone down so much. Oh, I'm not that worried about the stock market. Luckily, I'm holding more liquid than I am actual assets. Mm-hmm. Market's been very, very volatile lately because of the ongoing uh, Russia-Ukraine crisis in addition to the existential uh, inflation crisis that we're facing right now on top of several other macroeconomic issues that the world is dealing with at this time. So the market's very mixed with emotion right now. And all of the uh, – I'm speaking on behalf of the American indi indices, not not the uh, not your indices, not like uh, yours mm -hmm. uh, for your uh, specific country, but for the for America, the indices have been pretty – Pretty volatile, and by volatile I mean very, very unpredictable in in, mm. in terms of direction, um, and that's led a lot of investors to be very, um, as they say on the market, hawkish. And by hawkish, meaning um, trying to, in a sense, hedge against that of any losses that they could accrue trading on the market. But there's still a lot of trader traffic and stuff like that, and we're on the mm. brink of undergoing a potential recession in the event if if and this is if. If we don't try to tackle one of the biggest issues that we're facing right now, which in this in, in this case is these gas prices, the, the problem yeah. with gas prices is, and I'm sure it's starting to impact you guys as well. Yeah, you know, Russia being one, uh, Russia being the number two oil supplier globally, um, considering that we only took at least uh, at the time eight between eight and ten percent of Russia's oil. Um, because we started to sanction them on that, it started to impact us domestically. But by um, when you have scarcity of resources, it drives up demand. So when you have scarcity and you have driven demand, you have higher prices. So that's what's called demand pull inflation. And because mm -hmm. the because the Federal Reserve is implementing what they say in the market called interest rate hikes. People are going to start feeling the long-term effects of these interest rate hikes. So the average everyday utilities, items, assets, car notes, credit cards, um, any form of unsecured debt that you take out, meaning like loans, that's going to be coming at a, at a pretty higher interest rate. So you're going to start mm -hmm. noticing a higher interest rate for the things that you would borrow from third-party institutions, which mm -hmm. right now a lot of people are because when the pandemic hit, one of the biggest things that people took out was debt because they tried to hedge against you know, the bills that they were missing out or missing mm -hmm. and, and things that they couldn't pay for. So now you have people trying to reacclimate after the pandemic, trying to get themselves out of debt and or try to find a form of sustainable income because they were furloughed as a result of the pandemic. So many, <laughs> there's so many system, uh, systemic uh, issues that we're dealing with right now. It's, it's, uh, it's quite a lot. I could literally go on for days about what's going on. But so yeah. In, in Russia, I think McDonald's is closed. You can't use American Express credit cards in Russia. Russian influencers are getting shut down from TikTok and social media now, although they're not supporting the war, but I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, so the thing with that is, is a lot of uh, foreign banks, uh, well, a lot of banks, they operate not only domestically, 
but they operate globally. So you have banks like Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, which is a universal bank. You have a lot of these banks that you uh, that bank with a foreign entities or foreign uh, foreign adversaries, in lack of a better term, and they had to cut off a lot of foreign clients, uh, clients that resided in these countries and in, in, in Russia specifically, which cut off a lot of liquidity and circulation of finance uh, for for the operations within the confines of the Russian entities. So now, when you have these central banks that are cutting off. Uh, the, the resource or access to these financial resources and these tools, it's creating a little bit of friction. So the idea here is that they, they basically isolate uh, Russia from all these other, um, from access of these domestic goods, resources, financial resources. These, these countries are basically saying, hey, uh, if you're going to go on a full-on war with Ukraine, well, we're not going to give you access to the resources that you're, you're normally accustomed to. And the only people that are abiding by this, or I'm sorry, that are not abiding by this, of course, is uh, China and a few other foreign entities as well that I will not name on behalf of the fact that I normally don't discuss politics that much in depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's, uh, definitely is something to do with China, but... Um, uh, Vladimir Putin sending uh, conscripts, conscription, conscriptions now. I'm sorry. Con conscripts. What's that? Ah, uh, like uh, uh, soldiers who are not paid, they get called by the government, like Vietnam. Oh, so being drafted in a sense. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to be a World War Three, or if this is the start of World War Three. Well, the only thing that's that we can speculate on is that the global tensions are definitely rising, and other countries are starting to feel the the collateral damage done from um, Russia's um, Russia's actions. Um, mm. I personally don't think this would go out into a full-fledged uh, World War III simply because a lot of these countries, when they meet at the UN or they meet at NATO, they really mm. don't want to get involved. They really don't want to get involved because it would hurt their economies very harshly. So that's like saying, and it's kind of like being, think of it like this. Um, think of it like you're at, say you're at um, at lunch, right? And Mm -hmm. There is a big bully picking on uh, that one person there, and it's a group of you and a few others there that are only bystanders to what's happening. So instead of approaching the bully directly, you just take the person that's being bullied away from the circumstances and you try to provide them resources um, mm. to help them or you give them advice. You walk up to that buddy and say, hey man, that bully is really bad, and I'm sorry that you're dealing with this, but... Here, um, here's a few tips so you can be better at fighting him. So these countries are indirectly uh, aiding um, Ukraine, but they're not trying to get involved so that it doesn't drag them down geopolitically and uh, domestically mm. as well. Otherwise, that at that point, if we become more um, more involved, would 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 essentially result in more conflict. And the last thing any of these countries want is conflict because it's like. They pick and choose their fights, and they don't want to choose this fight, not because they would lose, but because of the ramifications of getting involved, which would be more systemically dragged down, or would, would be system, uh, systematically crippling. So 
at the expense of not crippling their own economies, they don't want to get involved with that big bully that's bullying that one kid at lunch, if that makes sense. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a shame that this war is going on because I, I, it would be a dream for me to go and travel to Russia. Russia's got some nice places to go and, and Ukraine, but now it's quite sad that this is happening. I don't know how long this is going to go for. Who knows? Yeah, not even members of Congress even know how long this is going to last. So your guess is just as good as theirs. Mm. But it's a shame because Vladimir Putin, he's losing. Yeah, but he's definitely a sore loser. And he refuses you know, to admit that. Already, like, uh, you got a, a Russian um, uh, tanks are breaking down. They're not getting food supply. I don't know why. He would decide to invade and then should have thought twice. That's weird. It is very interesting, but in the in the in the instance of avoiding any further uh, p political discussion on this particular topic because of my field of mm. work, I will say uh, we we'll honestly have to play this one by ear and see exactly how it goes. Um, I mean, we can only hope for the best. I mean, my heart mm. goes out to those. To the refugee crisis that's formulating on the Ukraine uh, in, in Ukraine, of course, and, and other countries because they're flooding into other countries. But you know, mm. we'll, we'll we'll definitely hope for the best possible outcome and the least possible casualties. But you know, optimism can only stretch so far. It can only stretch so far. But I keep my hopes up uh, for, mm -hmm. for for uh, a formidable outcome. As I was saying about uh, hard times that we're on, like, um, I'm noticing too, like, I go to the shops, Malcolm, and, and toilet paper's on s such a huge demand for some reason. I don't know why. Well, that's because it's an essential household item, and an essential household item is of scarcity, especially when you're experiencing supply constraints. And because, like, when the pandemic first hit, a lot of people went to, I don't know, if they did this in your country, but in America, yeah. Um, yeah. when the pandemic first hit, a lot of people rushed to the stores and grabbed a whole bunch of essentials like uh, paper towels, tissue, uh, Perel or hand sanitizer, uh, several other smaller household essential items at the expense of it becoming of scarcity. But now what our American economy is doing is because of the scarcity of resources. Well, I wouldn't say the scarcity, but, but because of the fact that you, you have inflation ra raging like it will be pretty soon, mm. you, you, you're going to have these commodities, these assets, these, these household GDP, uh, domestic growth product. I'm sorry, gross domestic product, you're going to have them raise in value because of uh, increased demand in addition to a lack of production. But that's only one of few things there. That's, that's why people are trying to grab it now so that way they have a competitive edge as opposed to being late to the party and not being able to get it when a store runs out on it. Why is uh, accommodation and, and getting a house so hard to get? In Australia, it's it's getting to the point where the rent prices is so expensive. Uh, I, I'm, I'm quite annoyed by that because why should accommodation be so hard to get and expensive? Just have when a I, roof over your head. When I hear the word accommodation, that to me sounds like... Um, a rental house. Yeah, yeah. 
bargaining for less um, as opposed to uh, uh, negotiating for more. Uh, that's what that's what accommodation sounds like to me. Something that's um, given to you, uh, as opposed to something that you you uh, negotiate for. Um, why do you? So the the cost of living has increased. Um, in well, it not just well, it has in America, and it will continue to, uh, considering that we have these rising prices and commodities and, and other assets as well uh, that we rely on as far as production goes. Um, and when you have inflation as well, you have basically the Federal Reserve saying, hey, uh, in order to reduce volatility in the economy and pr- produce more liquidity for sustainability, we need to rise interest rates. So what it means by rising interest rates is allowing these banks to borrow, uh, allowing these lenders essentially to charge more on interest for the things mm-hmm. that you pay for. And that's how banks make their money. So banks want to make more money, essentially, is why you're starting to notice a slight increase in, in uh, the cost of living. It's going to get to the point, in my opinion, that uh, rent is going to get so expensive, even a full-time worker just can't afford a place anymore. People are moving out in, in Australia. There's, like, empty apartments. Serious. People can't afford it. Yeah, and that's where it's going to hit the real estate sector really hard. Um, and I'm just once again equating this to the U.S. because mm-hmm. when you have so many, so many, so many variables to consider because of why people are moving out, it, it's understandable. Um, real estate right now, as stable as it is, is not going to remain as stable for 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 a long period of time. Well, I won't say stable, but it, it's 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 how do how do I word this? It's sustainable right now, and it will always remain sustainable, but it won't be as profitable as it is right now considering the, uh, the, the macroeconomic issues at hand. Mm. And you're starting so, to see ha- that in your own country as well, so that, that definitely shows. It was never, never like this four, uh, four years ago. Rent was more at a reasonable price. I don't know why it's gotten to the point where you, you, you can't afford to eat food after rent. It's That's not fair. I mean, I have a right to a roof over my head, so do you. And that's what bothers me. Well, the thing is, is that the economy will have to adjust. The, these lenders will have to adjust their rates so that it's affordable for people. But the thing is, is that because we waited so, these countries have waited so long to try to tackle these issues because one of the biggest slowdowns in macroeconomic history was the pandemic. I mm. mean, one can equate it to, to several other uh, historical elements, but I'm not going to talk history here. Long story <laughs> short, it, it's just, your economy will have to adjust in accordance to consumer expenditure and, of course, to these interest rates as well that will rise. And eventually you're going to – your country will experience wage pressures. Uh, inflationary mm. wage pressures in this case means that when you don't have enough workers because you're not paying them enough, people won't work for you. So these businesses will eventually miss out on 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 labor um, and they will also miss out on production. And if they don't have enough workers, they will have to decrease the amount of production because there's not enough people. And eventually, 
they will have to just probably close out. If they can't produce mm-hmm. enough, they can't they can't make sustainable um, revenue. And if you don't have sustainable revenue, then of course you have a crippling business. So these businesses, not only will they have to adjust, but the economy will have to adjust as well. And it will take time. It will take a lot. It will take a lot of time. Do you think we, uh, uh, in your financial opinion, we're going to have a, a great depression? That's a heavy question. That's a very heavy question. Um, so here is my take on everything that's going on. Um, We will have, I personally believe as though we will have a recessionary period where there is stagnance. Stagnance meaning stagnant growth in the economy. And by, by stagnant growth, unless Congress or the Federal Reserve and the, banking, the central banking system decides to provide more liquidity into the economy to sustain these mm-hmm. rising inflationary pressures, because it's all, it's, it's all connected. If you really want to be honest, through through the banking system and the way in which it operates to provide liquidity and revenue through bonds for these businesses, these corporate businesses, these institutions, these these unsecured debts uh, for these uh, lenders, i.e., banks, you're going to have a, a period of stagnance as people begin to scale back on their monthly and perhaps annual expenditure. You're going to have consumers that will eventually reduce their monthly expenses so much to the point at which they're having to make financial sacrifices at the betterment of their own personal growth. And that's kind of the expectation, right? So when you have an economy that's going out of control, a way to control it is to make it so that people can't, um, doesn't have a lot of, so basically reducing liquidity into the economy, it basically creates what's called deflation. So deflation is essentially when you have a period in which the banks are not making as much because consumers are very, very, um, they're very frugal with their finances. So the idea behind macroeconomics in, in order to create sustainability in economy is to reduce the liquidity provided in an economy from the Federal Reserve or these central banks and these entities. So um, I feel as though given the current pressures that our, our, our current uh, economics are currently facing, as far as domestic is concerned, I, I'm not sure. I, th- I guess one could correlate it to your country as well, is that there will be a period of adjustment and we may not notice it right now because we are in a period on which we are getting back to where we're going and getting things done because we have more liberty to do so because the CDC mandates have finally loosened up for businesses. Well, not for China, but for other businesses and of course for certain countries as well. So now that you have people back here on the prowl, they're trying to find alternate forms of income because their job now, given the current inflationary pressures, are is not sustainable revenue. It's not sustainable revenue. So now people are searching for sustainable revenue and taking out on their own in, intuition, of course, to, to by any means necessary to create sustainable revenue. And you have people that are getting involved in crypto. Uh, this kind mm. of see see with this with, with this particular topic, I could literally there's so many things to talk about, but. In a lump sum, to answer your question, I believe that there there will be stagnant growth in our economy based off of mm-hmm. the structure of our monetary system. Mm. Yeah, and, and like I said... Uh, that is, unless the stock market crashes. 
Oh, it's possible. Uh, look, I'm not, I, I'm an investor, but I only invest, what, $5 into Bitcoin. But uh, what I can see is the stock market's going to crash. The stock market yeah. right now has been in a gradual descent. Um, mm. And the all three of the major United States indexes have been on a constant bearish trend, or uh, let me speak it, uh, bearish <laughs> It's been on a downtrend. I, I, I'd like to spare you the um, the technicals because I, I know that I could lose some people in the audience here. Um, but what that means is that the market is not adjusting well to the the inflationary pressures simply because with the unpredictability of the Russia-Ukraine crisis, in addition to the inflationary pressures, in addition to the fact that consumers are, it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to for consumers to find a source of sustainable income or a, a, a job that will provide them uh, security. You have what's called uh, structural unemployment in the U.S. And structural mm. unemployment is basically when people are in between jobs or they perhaps possess certain certain traits that they could transfer to another job. But because the economy right now is not as sustainable, um, mm -hmm. given the nature of our macroeconomics and, of course, the existential issues, it's creating a lot of uncertainty. So now mm -hmm. people are scattered and or are concerned about the longevity of their job security and perhaps also financial security given the nature of our, our of, of what's happening right now. So now we're kind of hanging on a threshold. Well, the market's kind of hanging on a threshold as to what happens as a result of the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And that uncertainty within and of itself is making a lot of people reluctant to hold Oh, I'm sorry to hold for, to hold any form of asset uh, unless it's commodities because right now commodities are doing great in the market. Commodities like oil, energy, um, industrials, uh, gold, silver, um, uh, crypto assets, stuff like that is is doing well. But what we need is for these smaller cap companies to perform well as well. I'm, I'm deviating from the topic. What I mean to say is uh, we, we need sustainability. We need structure. We, we need um, that flow of liquidity. But right now, the Federal Reserve is trying to implement their – well, they're not trying. They already did uh, last week. Implemented one of many of their first uh, – um, their interest rate hikes, which they implemented um, on Wednesday of last week in the U.S. With, by a 0.25 basis point. And I know I'm I'm probably speaking foreign to, to, to some people, but what that means is that the F the Fed is basically reducing the amount of liquidity into the economy at the expense of trying to slow um, slow growth, but mm. in a healthy manner. But it's not healthy. This this would be better. It would be a better time to implement interest rate hikes if we didn't just go through a pandemic, right? Mm. But <laughs> it's it's just not helping. It truly isn't helping. And I know for sure. That because the market is right now is an is in un, is in an unhealthy position, it could it could become worse if you know this Russia Ukraine crisis continues to brew. But there's I, I can't primarily blame it on the Russia Ukraine crisis because that's only one of many catalysts as to why the market is unstable right now. That's just what's in the mainstream news. There's there's many underlying many underlying variables as to why the market still will continue to underperform.
So undoubtedly, there, there definitely is uh, going to be um, a period of stagnant growth in the economy, in the American economy, and I only assume for other foreign economies as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the pandemic's put a lot of fear into people as well, uh, especially the war in uh, Ukraine. Obviously, uh, it's funded by taxpayers, so... Yeah, not good at all. Well, I wanted to ask, like countries like Dubai, they they're so rich. Like, have you been to Dubai? I have never been to Dubai. Man, Malcolm, they they live like a millionaire lifestyle there. I I be, I, I can only assume from from what's you know portrayed on social media. Yeah. No, but it's uh, it's a weird world we're living in. It's 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 a we're we're in a state of adjustment. Okay, so we're in a state of not only financial adjustment, but we're in a state of mental adjustment as well because we need clarity more than ever, and there's not enough clarity out there. There's a lot of uncertainty and misinformation out there, so people are are unsure of, of what is to happen next, you know, with the way we've been conditioned based off of everything that's been happening. It's now a lot of people are in that mentality of, well, what could happen next and what's going to happen next? You know, you're still experiencing these, these mass shooting. Well, I wouldn't say mass shootings, but you're, you're still, you're still experiencing, well, by year I'm speaking second person, but we are still experiencing, um, many issues, um, right now that that is crippling our economy's growth but it doesn't seem to me as though that is at the top of our uh president's agenda right now mm. well how, how how do you feel about president joe biden handling this situation uh once again because of my field of work i am very limited to answering that question but i will say mm-hmm. um you know we we, we can we can always improve. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, hard times we're living in. Yeah, undoubtedly. All we can do for sure is to is to gather ourselves and to to ask questions if we're curious um, mm. and to also if, if you're not spend, if you're spending your money on something that you don't need to don't spend your money on it save your money so you exactly. can save yourself in the future yeah but like I said Malcolm support as many small businesses as you can like takeaway shops not corporations during this time yeah yeah undoubtedly that's what we want is we want these smaller businesses to uh, to be the uh, the successor and not the predecessor, right? Because these smaller businesses have they have sustainability. Well, they don't have sustainability right now because they're smaller businesses, but they have growth potential simply because these bigger industries are becoming scarce of the resources needed for the appropriate production. So, as a result of that, these smaller businesses come in because they're localized businesses they get their own products locally they grow their own 
own resources, right? So if they're for, if they're funding their own business, thus that that as a response, it creates this, uh, in its short term, but it's it's still sustainability. And I I personally believe as though there's untapped potential for smaller businesses, especially on the stock market, as a lot of financial an- analysts forecast. There's there's uh, st- sustainability for small businesses uh, businesses and small cap stocks as well in the market. So, I definitely agree. Um, my buddy Louise on the MOT Media channel, he talks about localizing your food chain or your supply chain, mm. which is completely true. You really should. Exactly. All right, Malcolm. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks very much for having me. I look forward to our next discussion. You too. Bye. All right, that was a great, um, yeah, great talk with Malcolm. But yeah, like we are, you know, in very challenging times at the moment. That's why I use my uh, affirmations to, you know, power my subconscious mind for success as well, you know, during these times. Because I've noticed there's a lot of fear and anxiety out there in the media at the moment. But I, w- I want to know uh, if there's anyone else listening who, who feels inspired to be on the Stephen Shields radio show. You're most welcome to come on stage. Just uh, tap the profile icon and... Get on stage if you want. Um, if not, this was a uh, fantastic episode today on Wisdom. This is a fantastic app. I'm always looking forward to uh, more updates going on. I can see we've got a guest. Let's see. Uh, hi, Wendy. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, pay attention to Malcolm because he is a wise, wise man. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Yeah. Oh, I can yes, hear yes. that you are out, outside. In- I am. Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm walking the dog. Hold on. Give me one second. I'll jump off my uh, Bluetooth. One second. Yeah. But uh, it's a challenging world that we are living in right now. It is. Yes. Um, well, back to your topic, and again, I, I do listen to Malcolm because I've asked him about all kinds of things, and he educates my old brain. Um, mm. So back to your topic, how are you making uh, your life? Tell me, please. Yeah, you're breaking up a bit. Okay. I couldn't hear that. How are you making your life with passion, I guess would be my question. I just get up every day and do my meditation practice and, you know, do stuff that I love doing. Me like too. going hiking and yeah. exercise as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, <laughs> there is a lot, lot of, uh, you know, negati- negativity out there. Um, and I guess just trying to pursue my dream as much as I can, Wendy. Nice. Right now, you know. I'm the dog. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. yeah, Wendy, it's it's a you're breaking up. It's a bit hard okay. to hear you. All right. Well, you know what? I'm gonna let you go. I just wanted to just say hello and see how you are manifesting your life of passion. I'm walking dogs, so that's how I'm doing mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Good yeah. on you. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks, Bye. Wendy. Bye. 
Alright, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, this is life that we are living in right now. Now, I'm going to close the room uh, off. If there's anyone else who wants to jump on, just come on stage. If not, guys, please like, share, and subscribe to the Stephen Shields radio show and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode every Friday at uh, 6 p.m. Sydney, Australia time. Uh, also sh to share any of your favorite episodes on your social media as well. And, uh, you know, you can, uh, support me on Patreon and my tea public store if you'd like to purchase merchandise as well. Also give, give the podcast a five star review on Apple podcast and Spotify as well. Uh, and if you, yeah you'd like to follow me on web talk you can do that if you'd like to monetize your social media following web talk is very helpful uh, i've got the links in the description as well i'm stephen shields bye for now <laughs>